Pereira. Pereira! Yes, Travis. Yes, brother. Welcome What's back happened? to Onto the Ball. Feels uh, like forever, doesn't it? It feels like forever. Listen, them mm. international breaks, they don't get any easier, do they? Oh, um, straight in with four people watching. Listen, mark yourself safe from international break <laughs> by smashing that like. <laughs> we made it we made it brother oh, we made it we made it it's terrible it's the dude. longest two weeks ever you wake up every day thinking what kind of ball is on and you try to get up <laughs> for, for ireland versus france or scotland <laughs> versus spain but it just isn't the same it isn't the same as your beloved team <laughs> i don't think i watched one full international game I, I don't think i've seen any of that many of the goals or anything it's just shocking ain't it to be fair it's just it's just diluted over the years so much, man. I barely watched any of England. I'm not going to lie. Um, nah. I've seen a few of the goals, but I just, like I've said before, I just I can't get up for it like mm. um, like club football. But listen, we're all safe and sound. We're back. The Premier League is back. Exactly. Liverpool are back. Man United are back. The banter is back. The channel's back. Dalival is back. He's straight in the comments. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, he's straight in the comments. Um, how are you? How are you, brother? Yeah, good. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. Like I said, international break. It's just, it's just so long. It's like pulling teeth, mate. Like literally, it feels like I've just been focusing on like sort of the United takeover and a bit about that. Really, just looking at what sort of stage that's at. But in terms of the football itself, I've not really seen that much. So I'm just dying to get my teeth stuck into some Premier League ball, mate. That's what I'm all about. Premier League ball. The Premier League, as Alex said. <laughs> Premier <gonna> League. <laughs> um, I've just spent the last hour psyching myself up for the poddy by listening to that Peter Crouch podcast. Oh, um, right. It's Eddie Hearn is on it. And I tell you what, is love it? him or hate him, that Eddie Hearn can talk. Um, can. Did you watch that talk sport interview with Simon, Simon Jordan? Jordan? Yeah. He's just, brilliant. I'm sorry, but he's, he's just got the gift of the gab. He's so yes. listenable and... Even if you hate him, I still want to listen to another 10 minutes of what he's saying. But what is so intriguing. Uh, sorry, listen to that Peter Crouch podcast with Eddie Hearn. I think it's only just been released today. What's that about then? Is it just... Peter Crouch has got his own podcast, yeah, and he has on different guests. And um, today was Eddie Hearn. And honestly, he's box office. Do you know what yeah. I love most about him is that he, he tells real stories. So he'll tell you exactly yeah. what happened when Connor yeah. Ben and Chris Eubank Jr. were... were trying to get the deal over the line, get the fight on. He tells you the real stories. Do you know what I mean? He's not holding anything back. He's just a he don't dress real, it up, does he? Yeah, he's a real down-to-earth guy, and he'll tell you that the ins and outs, the nuts and bolts. That's why it's so successful, ain't it, really, when you think about it? Because he just tells it how it is. He don't really care. He don't care about anything he, else. He, I mean, he is a bit full of himself. He's like he's a bit one of them, like, I could sell snow to the Eskimos and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, he's, he's very successful. Uh, he's very charismatic. He's got the gift of the gab. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, but onto the ball. That's enough about Peter Crouch and Eddie Hearn. <laughs> what a weekend of ball we've got coming oh, up. Man. Straight back into it. Doesn't get any bigger than Man City versus Liverpool. It's maybe not the Titanic clash that it was last year or the last five years, but it could have mm. a massive effect on the title race for Arsenal, for Man City. And then on Sunday, it's Super Sunday, Newcastle, 
at home to Man United, and that could be a banana skin for Man United Massive. or a banana skin for Newcastle, whatever way you want to look at it. Yeah, there's so many points to be won and lost for all the teams, sort of like you said, at the top, fighting for top four, and that's going to be well interesting. I'm I'm so excited, though. I can't wait. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. Yes. Um, we've got to start with Liverpool against Man City, yeah. not just because it's the bigger out of the two games, not just because it's the first game on over the weekend, but Liverpool, I've just, I've got this horrible feeling. Okay. That, yeah, well, is it horrible? Look, I, I don't know. There's something about me that doesn't want Arsenal to win the league, all right? I've secured as true gooner Josh to come on our channel next Thursday, okay? He's a massive YouTuber. He's got 4,000 subscribers and he's only wow. 16, but he knows his onions. He's going to come on with us and preview the game next Thursday night. And then obviously we've got our onto the ball colleague Neil who comes on every now and then he's an Arsenal fan but I don't know there's just something about Arsenal that I'm jealous of because they've been given 500 million to spend the last three years they've bought the way back to the top and it's just easier for me to swallow if Man City win the league but I've got a horrible <laughs> feeling we're gonna we're gonna do something against Man City on Saturday apparently yeah. Haaland Haaland has got some injuries uh, he might not be making the team. He's got, I think it was a groin strain or something. He's mistraining. Okay. Pep Guardiola, as I've said before, he's trying to give the lead to his mate Arteta, getting rid of Cancelo, having De Bruyne on the bench all the time. They look one-dimensional under Haaland at times. And Liverpool, they blow so hot and so cold that you don't know what Liverpool's going to turn up. And I think this will be yeah. another one of them games that it, it might be bittersweet for me. Obviously, I've got to look after number one, yeah? And number one is Liverpool getting in top yeah. four. So I want, with every bone in my body, a Liverpool win. But yeah. obviously, then I still hope Man City go on and win the league. And I know people will say, that's, <laughs> that's bitter, Scott. Why are you doing that? But, you know, it's an opinion, isn't it? And that's what we do. Yeah. We come on a podcast, give our opinion. And, you know, that's that's life. Deal with it. But Saturday's game, it, it's absolutely huge. What way do you see it going? Titanic tussle, mate. I think, do you know what it is? After international break, them games are just dodgy, mate. Like, they're either amazing or they're just rubbish because everybody's coming back. They come back staggered. Everybody's sort of, like, a little bit tired. And the early kickoffs, the one you don't really want. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Trying to get that out of the legs and all the travelling and stuff like that. So I can see both sides, like, struggling and just wanting to get the game over with a little bit like you said for different reasons both sides have to win the game I think more pressures on Manchester City there to be perfectly honest with you from the outside looking in I think Man City have to win to keep on Arsenal's coattails especially with Liv with Newcastle playing Man United I think if Liverpool can go to the Etihad and get a draw knowing that one of those two teams is going to drop points guaranteed in that game and with Tottenham away I think at maybe or at home to Everton on the Monday it's a real chance for Liverpool to sort of not necessarily lay down a marker but I think if you can not get beat in that game I think it's a positive result for Liverpool most definitely but Man City again it's not the team you want to be playing with the bit between the teeth they're on a good little run Man City and like you said even with the injuries the depth of the squad the likes of Alvarez and stuff he doesn't start many games but he must have between 12 and 15 goals this season off the bench. So, again, I think Man City go into this game slight favourites. Um, 
I think they'll win the game. I don't think it'll be easy, though. These games are never easy. We've seen some brilliant Manchester City-Liverpool games over the years. Real fast-paced, high-tempo. Two real contrasting styles, but just so effective, like Man City, total possession. Liverpool can mix it up, play a little bit direct, high-pressing. And I think you'll see another one of those games tomorrow, really. Like I said, there's going to be some tired legs out there. There'll be a few changes, but I expect to see goals, but I think Man City, with the way that they're playing at the minute, will probably just nick it for me. That's what I think personally. But like I said, it doesn't really bother me who wins or, or not, to be fair. You must have known that Football Ferreira was in the comments by mentioning Alvarez. Jose of Football Ferreira, welcome, brother. Thanks Mate, the comments in. are coming in on my on my screen. I can't see the comments, so we just must no. have a sixth sense. Nah, I, can't, um, I don't know why. Jose is the biggest advocate of Alvarez. I think he said, correct me if I'm wrong, Jose, but Alvarez is the best striker in the league. Um, does that mean he's better than Haaland or was that the comparison you made? That's um, but yeah, but the thing is with um, Liverpool is they've played half 12, I think it's five times now this season, half 12 on a Saturday. They've lost four and drew one. They've been beat against Forest. They've been beat against... Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Yeah. yeah, and it couldn't get any worse than away to Man City at half 12 on a Saturday, away mm. as well, we're like honking away from home, so everything points to a Man City win, but the way yeah. Liverpool are this season, it, it would not shock me, basically, if we went to the Etihad and got some sort of crazy result, and I mean, when I say crazy, I mean, it could be one of them mad games where we're 2-0 up after half an hour. And everyone's like, what on earth is going on here? Yeah. Also, They're certainly probably... not solid. They're not solid, Man City. They'll give you chances in the game. I think, like you said, it. But from a Liverpool perspective, it will all boil down to how well you defend um, as a unit, really. Because you've got goals in your team. You always will have goals. Home and away, you'll have goals in your team. But I just think, like you said, Liverpool, quite soft-centred, quite vulnerable. Even with Van Dijk. He's been in and out the side this year a little bit with injuries and stuff. Mm. I think when he's at his best, you just in look a lot form more as well, isn't he? Mm. Did you see some of the comments from the international break? Who oh, was when it? France France beat Netherlands, was it 4-0? Who was the Dutch pundit that was giving him grief? It was something like he shouts a lot, but he doesn't say anything or something like that. I thought, really? oh, yeah, Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Mm. Dutch... Um, I Not Van der Vaart, because he says quite a bit sometimes. No. no. I didn't see it the was, comments. It was someone big, though. Um, but yeah, Van Dijk, he needs a, he needs a strong performance Saturday. Mm. And you can only hope that Kanate is still fit to go alongside him. But it, as with every single game this season, we're always looking at the midfield. Who's going to line up in the midfield? I've just tweeted yeah. half an hour ago, Thiago is so frustrating. He's the only player on the planet that will have a three-week little pool or strain, and then you won't see him for three months. <laughs> and that's the last three seasons now that he just he can't cope with a, a little pull or a little a little strain. You won't see yeah. him for three months. It's that hip flexor again or something like that. It seems like really? he's always got he's always out with this hip flexor. Is he not back in training or anything? No, he's not back. The one good thing is that Luis Diaz is back in training, full training. Now, I don't know, obviously, what way Klopp will play that, whether he'll put him in and want an hour out of him to try and get get a win here, a shock win, as they call it, or if he'll have him on the bench and stick with the front three. But 
if he did go for it, obviously that's that formation we've been talking about for a couple of months now. The four-two-three-one could be Diaz yeah. on the left, Gakpo in the middle, Salah on the right with Nunes up top. Imagine he goes to Etihad and just goes for it like that. I can't see it. Diaz has only been back in full training for a couple of days by all accounts. So um, yeah. I just can't see it. Uh, I'm just going to jump into the comments so you can see them if I put them on um, yeah, I can see the screen. Now. Yeah. So, so, yeah, this is Alvarez. I said he's the best between the lines and the most annoying striker in the league. So, yeah, Jose rates Alvarez really highly. So it won't be a given that if Haaland doesn't make the fitness test that all of a sudden Liverpool have got the upper hand. Overall, he's a better footballer than Haaland. Haaland's a goal machine, yes, but overall, Julian, for me, is better. It's just my opinion. Football is all about opinions, Jose. It is. And you're one of the GOATs on YouTube for giving great opinions. So there you go. Uh, Dalaval will tell you how good Alvarez is. Dalaval knows ball. Dalaval is Daman. Feels good to be back. It feels Dan good, baby. Dublin. The Premier League is back. Chelsea have put a nice little run Poland. together as well, haven't they? I mean, I know they dropped points in their last game right at the end against Everton, but they're, in, they're slowly improving. And like you said, they're going to have a little bit of a say on the top four as well. I mean, they've got Liverpool to play next. They've got United still yeah. to play at Stamford Bridge. They're going to have a big say on the top four if they don't put a little run together themselves. I don't think, I think Chelsea will miss out on the top four. I think they're a little bit too far behind. But yeah, with the, the Champions yeah. But with the Champions League as well, I mean, they're going to be fighting from now to the end of the season. I think that's the good thing. I think from Chelsea upwards, everyone's still got something to fight for. Brighton is still in the FA Cup semi-final. We're in an FA Cup semi-final. City are still in the Cups. Um, Chelsea are obviously in the Champions League. Arsenal going for the league. There's, no one can take the foot off the gas until the end of the season. And that's what's going to make the game so intriguing because obviously you've got the relegation battle as well. So it's going to be... It's going to be on fire from now till May, I'm telling you. The thing is, Liverpool have been smited by the fixture gods because on what planet would you have Man City away, then Chelsea away? That's Liverpool's next two fixtures. The last time, And then had... Arsenal at home. And then Arsenal at home, yeah. The last time we had Man City away, then Chelsea away, was in 2013-14, where we mm. should have won the league and nearly won the league. We played them both over Christmas back-to-back -back and lost both games. I think we lost both games 2-1, to be honest, and it eventually cost us the league. But I remember thinking back yeah. then, how have we got these two mega away games, one after the other, and now we've got them again? Yeah. Um, vamos. <laughs> <laughs> vamos, boys. Vamos, Dan. Glad you're vamos. here. Lots of vamoses. Absolutely. Hope of all, lad, as miserable in the <laughs> break as I've had. Cannot wait for real football to be back. I said at the top of the stream, stream, Dan, if you want to mark yourself safe from international ball, hit that like button, okay? That like <laughs> button is marking yourself safe. So it's it's okay to not be okay if you've been <laughs> miserable the last two weeks because we're back. Two Blues podcast is back. Onto the ball's back. Football Ferreira's back. Dalaval's back. Everything's Prem back, is mate. Back. Life is good. Uh Dan, father, no brother, I'm on <laughs> <laughs> Not sure about top four, Trav. We've got a very tricky run in. Yeah, I think yeah. it's gone down. I really do. Yeah, it's gonna. they're up against it, definitely, for the top four. I think from a Chelsea perspective, though, I think they're just going to be glad that they're just showing a little bit of form. Like they, they went on a really bad run under Potter and it looks like they're trying to stick by him. 
obviously in the Gaussman's come up available. Obviously, Tuchel was available again. I'm sure back between now and the end of the season, Conte is available now. So Conte, Zerbi. <laughs> I know, yeah, he's been linked as another well. Brighton manager. I think from now to the end of the season, Potter's just got to show that he's that guy. He thinks he's that guy, and if they can get the right results, um, put a little run together in the Champions League. I think if they knock out sort of Real Madrid, it's going to go a long way to him keeping his job. But I think That's the not Chelsea happen. Surely, if there's any so. sense in this world, Real Madrid. Mate, Chelsea in the Champions League are dangerous, though. You, do you know when Di Matteo took over and they won it and? They can do that. I'm telling you, Chelsea are, are, are a dark horse in the Champions League. They're tricky, mate. So we'll watch this space with that one. Um, Jose says, true, Scott. This is why I love watching you guys because it makes me a better YouTuber. Jose, thank you thank very you. much, mate. Honestly, it means a lot to us that. And that's why we love watching you guys too. I support Brentford anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, listen, just walking home from an OnlyFans video. <laughs> Oh, God. Crack me up. People, nine watching, only five likes. Listen, guys, smash that like, okay? Because that is the marking yourself safe from international break. Okay? <laughs> we, all, we all need to stick together, okay? Let let a brother know that you're safe. Is there any more team news from the Liverpool game? Um, let me just see what Dan's saying. Then we're going to get back to Liverpool versus mm. Man City, which is what seven people are tuning in for, I'm sure. We're in enough hot water of FFP as is. With all these long contracts, no way we could afford to sack Potter and get away with it. <laughs> the thing is that Mudrick transfer is starting to look a bit wavy now, isn't it? An eight-year mm. deal, nearly £100 million, absolutely crazy. I agree with Travis about Chelsea. They've done it twice in a similar situation, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so back to Liverpool. So Luis Diaz is back in training. I don't think he's going to be risked. Not in a game of this magnitude, surely to God. Not from the um, start, you wouldn't think. But yeah, he'll always be on the midfield. The badge is out now for the season by Setic, so that's given us a, a problem in midfield. Oxlade-Chamberlain, I can't imagine we're going to see him again for the rest of the season. It just makes no sense. He's been frozen out. He's leaving on a free. Same with Naby Keita. He's leaving on a free. He'll be frozen out. So once you do that, Thiago's still injured. He's starting to look a bit thin on the ground. You know where I'm going with this, don't you, Travis? James FSG. the machine. <laughs> James the machine. Don't you think Kite is a weird one? Like you could have cashed on, cashed in on him ages ago. I don't think I don't, he could have. He's always injured. He's like Daniel Sturridge. He was always injured. If you tried to talk 20, 30 million with a potential suitor, it just wasn't going to fly because he was always injured and he has always been injured. And I've seen yeah. people on Twitter that really rate him and say, when we're in a really good function in Liverpool side, Naby Keita's playing and I just don't see it. And even when he's been getting starts the last couple of months, I think in my head, he's already left the club. If you're relying mm. on Naby Keita to do a shift and get you a result, it's bad, bad times. And I can only imagine that um, Klopp was trying to play him to show FSG how light we are and... You know, we need bodies in, but yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, it's like you say, when you're talking midfield options now, we're left with Henderson, who's done well for England, Fabinho, and then you're on the likes of James Milner, Curtis, Curtis Jones, Jones is fit. Um, but when you say that on paper, maybe that will push Klopp's hand to try and get 
at least 60 minutes out of Luis Diaz and we go to this kind of touted 4-2-3-1 and absolutely go for it away to Man City. Harvey Elliott? Harvey Elliott for, you know what my thoughts on him, but yeah, he could. Fabio yeah. Carvalho, he seems to be frozen out. No one knows if he's a midfield three or a front three player yet. It, it looks like Klopp doesn't fancy him, but when you yeah. when you hear that against Rodri, Gundo and De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, it just it just doesn't. It's not equal, is it? No, it's just not equal. It's just yeah. I know they've got an embarrassment of riches in there, but I think it goes back to how this this Liverpool issue with the midfield and how much it needs strengthening in the summer. Like you said, let's face it, Man City are the benchmark for everyone in terms of the depth of squad and the quality that they've got in the starting lineup. So if you want to compete with them. You just need a similar quality in, in, in a lot of positions. And and Liverpool's midfield deficiencies are glaring. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. I think it just needs addressing massively in the summer. There's no deviation. There's no two ways about it. There's no other way you can go about it. You've just got to spend the money in that area. For, for and Most of your budget has to go in that area. You've got enough firepower up front. You probably get away with, maybe one utility defender similar to a Joe, Joe Gomez but with a little bit more quality obviously Trent's future is going to be a little bit up in the air but you just need a couple of midfield players at, at the very least I would that's say. what I was going to say to you like if you're a midfielder at Liverpool now and we're linked with pretty much every midfielder going a lot of the pundits a lot of the fan base saying we need 200 to 250 million to to regen the midfield what are you thinking to yourself would it it must be damaging their confidence the likes yeah. of Harvey Elliott Hendo must be feeling every every year of his 32 years old Milner he must be looking at it if he is getting offered a new contract being like you know do you really even want me to sign it like what what must be, they be thinking I think the big one is Curtis Jones I think um because I think everybody had quite high hopes for him. English, he burst onto the scene quite young and did well in a lot of games. And he was getting some minutes. He was being used in like the last half an hour, 30, 20 minutes of games over the last couple of seasons. And I, I actually thought he was going to be top, top draw, um, which he still might be. He's still got time. But like you said, if, you th if you're Curtis Jones, you're thinking, well, hold on a sec. We're struggling in midfield. I'm not really getting any minutes. When yeah, am I going to get injured as well? Now. He's always injured. That's what's hampered him. And you look on Twitter now and you say, right, Klopp's going to rely on him next season. And it's like, well, he would probably would rely on him if he wasn't injured all the time. But again, it's that down to Klopp, his style, the the fitness guys, the doctors. He's just another one that's had no luck. I think sometimes you can, with certain players, if you don't play all the time, you do get injured. Because if you think you don't play for 10 games and then all of a sudden you have to play 70 minutes, high high tempo Premier League mm. football, you, you hammy, your hammy or your calf might pull, do you know what I mean? Then that's a couple of weeks, you set back, you're out of the team, then you don't get in the team again. Mm. It's not just all about like whether players deserve a chance or not. Like sometimes players just need a run of games to stay fit. Um, I think Curtis Jones might be one of those players because he's had little runs and spells in the team. Where, and I think he's looked quite decent. But like you said, Scott, I allude to your point. I think Klopp needs to, is going to decide and will need to decide next year what sort of system he's going to play. That will determine what the recruitment's going to be like. If you are going to go to a 4-2-3-1, I can see Liverpool actually going quite hard for Mason Mount. 
and being that cam and being that player who plays in the hole off the striker and stuff. Um, and then obviously Nunes, Gappo, they'll rotate. Because I think with Diaz coming back, he'll get quite a few injuries early on, coming back after such a long injury. Um, Don't say that. Don't say he, that. He, he might do. He, did he, yeah, he did he his might, knee? Yeah. Did he do his knee? Yeah. Yeah. So and then you know had a reoccurrence right. in December when he should have been back. So that's there just put go. him out for another three months. Absolute nightmare. Uh, Dan Two Blue says, if you need a centre mid, you can have Bakayoko. <laughs> Is he still on Chelsea's books? <laughs> no way. Didn't he go on, AC, to, on loan to AC Milan? He's probably been on loan to about another three clubs since then. I think he's been on loan for about nine years. <laughs> um, I'm not even sure if he did he play for Chelsea did he do six months and then go on loan or did he get a full year Man, I can't even remember how many games he played for Chelsea but he was he was terrible he went to AC Milan terrible as well but... it was um, Jose says question boys can you see Liverpool spending a lot of money on Bellingham maybe 130 to 150 mil I can't see him leaving for less in today's market this is the million dollar question Jose mm. it really is if Liverpool want him, which they clearly do, they're going to have to pay top dollar. That is going to be in excess of 100 million. 130, 150 might be a bit of a push. You know, it's like with these deals, you can settle at 100 and then maybe some add-ons if you win the Champions League, if you win the league. And, you know, I suppose if we signed him and we did win the league in the Champions League, we'd be happy to pay another 5 million or 10 million. And that's what the add-ons are all for. But... No, in FSG, I just cannot see it. They haven't spent that kind of investment out of their own pockets or a bank loan, leverage against a club, whatever you want to call it, in 13 years. Why would they start doing it now? I just can't see it. But then when I don't think of our owners and I just think of what's good for Liverpool and what we need and I dream, obviously, how much he's linked with us. He's best mates with Trent. He's always getting pictured with Hendo on international duty. I think it's a done deal. He must be coming. I just don't see how the nuts and bolts of it are going to work unless we're planning on off offloading Luis Diaz for 100 million. I've been saying it since December now, since we signed Cody Gakpo. And I'll say it again. I think that's the only way this gets over the line. When we signed Virgil van Dijk, we celebrated for about half an hour and then realised Philip Coutinho was leaving. That's how FSG work. Um, they just will not put in their own money. So I can only imagine if they're going to have ambitions to sign Jude Bellingham, they're making a sacrifice elsewhere. It could even be Mo Salah, you never know. And I'm not saying that would be a bad move. Because Mo Salah is 31 in June. If we could get something like 60, 70 million from a PSG or something, that I think they'd have to consider it because this really is last chance saloon. You're not getting no money for Mo Salah when he's 32. Absolutely zero money for him when he's 33. I think he'd even be out of contract at 33. So I, I would not be surprised that if PSG made a commercial signing like that of Mo Salah. But it's all for the summer and no one knows what way it's going to go. And I just, I feel, I've said it before, I want to go sleep to the 1st of September and then ask <laughs> Trav to, to dissect. Me. Yeah. Dissect, so dissect the window for you. <laughs> just come to my house and gently wake me and be like, Scott, it's the 1st of September. You've signed yeah. you Bellingham uh, <laughs> and James Milner on a nine year contract. <laughs> Dan will sign Bakayoko for two blues. 
That's all he's good for because he doesn't play football, does he? He's on he's on the podder. He's on the podder. Uh, we've got nine people watching. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to smash that like button. That is like the <laughs> marking yourself safe from international break. Okay. <laughs> We're here. Check in on a brother. Mark yourself safe. Smash that like. <laughs> uh, I know we have good midfielders, but I would let my ex. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to read that out in case there's any kids watching. Um, but yeah, Jose would obviously have Bellingham at Barca. Who wouldn't? The guy, he's, he's a monster player. He really is. And there was a, a bit of a tweet during the week that we discussed Trav and it's not yeah. with it's not um without it's not from the realms of possibility that he's played so much football at the age of 19 yeah there's a real danger he could be burnt out at 28 29 it's very tough to um it's very tough to be that good at that age and still be good at plus 30 as well like i can't think of many other players besides yeah. messi really who who was that good at that age and still unbelievable at that at an older age but yeah it's tough like um i think the heartbreaking thing for liverpool fans if he doesn't join is that i actually think he wants to join mm. but liverpool can't afford it that yeah. that's what i think it's going to be down to i actually think he does want to go to liverpool you see like you said with the vibes with gerard and all the ex players hendo and a few other players and stuff. I actually think he does want to go to Liverpool, but we touched it on the, in the last potty as well, didn't we, Trav? We could yeah. still mess up the contract negotiations by lowballing him, couldn't we? I think so. I, look, if Enzo Fernandez is 105, I love Enzo Fernandez. By the way, this isn't me saying I think Jude Bellingham's better than Enzo Fernandez. I love Enzo Fernandez. I think he's brilliant, but. I think from a market standpoint and a commercial standpoint and the fact that he's English and the fact that he's sort of dominating at such a young age, I just think it puts Dortmund in such a powerful position. Um, and the thing is, as well, he's happy at Dortmund still. Like, he doesn't even have to leave Dortmund at all. Like, he doesn't. Like, he he's still in the Champions League every year, still ripping it up. There's no guarantee. The I think top he is of the league go. as well. They can yeah, win the exactly. league. This is what I'm saying. Like, it, it's not a foregone conclusion. You might get a big bumper deal. You just don't know. Like, you might wait until Liverpool have got the money for him. You just don't know what his thoughts are. It's going to be down to him, really. The world's his oyster. I think Man City and Real Madrid are in the driving seat just because of the money that they can pay. I just can't see him in La Liga, though. Like, the player I see isn't that La Liga-type player for me. Um, I think he suits the Premier League terms of his physicality and just everything about him. I think he's a Premier League player. So I think if Liverpool can get it over the line, obviously it'd be fantastic for them. But you'd you'd have to say with Man City maybe looking to offload the likes of Bernardo Silva, who was linked with Barcelona last year quite heavily, and De Bruyne at the age of 31, 32, you, you would think De Bruyne um Bellingham sort of like for like for De Bruyne to be fair. So you yeah, just don't know if they Break the bank, wouldn't they? That's it. Uh, Dan says, Bakayoko dropped the worst 45 minutes I've ever seen against Watford. It <laughs> for two goals, then got sent off and never saw him again. <laughs> that was pretty much my memory of him. At this age, Belli 19 Bellingham is miles ahead of Gerard Lampard, etc. When this guy's were 19, absolutely, Jose. 
Gerard mm. just about come to people's attention when he was 19, 20. He went to Euro 2000 uh, at the age of 20. And if you think of Bellingham now, he was at the Euros yeah. playing games, getting minutes. He was at the World Cup as England's best player. Um, it just turned 19. So he's just, he's a specimen. Absolutely. Enzo's my brother, Travis. <laughs> and Dan's, Dan's cousin. cousin. <laughs> Where's mm -hmm. Dalaval gone? Come back, Romano. Dalaval mm -hmm. asked me for the StreamYard link. And uh, sorry, Dalaval, I wasn't ignoring you. I don't know how to do the, the link all here. I'm, I'm not a dead techie guy, so apologies. But I will have you on soon. We're going to do a big stream soon. We're going to do me, Dan, Two Blues, FPL Matt Day, Football Ferreira, Dalaval will be there. We're going to do a big stream, all of us, and have a bit of fun watching a nice. big game soon. That'll be in, good. Uh, I'm sure Trav will join us because he, he must feel like he knows Jose and Dan now. I do. Yeah, I do. And then that'll be good. Yeah, I'm down. Um, Travis Bellingham would do anything. He's a player for any league. He'd even break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if my daughter's watching this stream. <laughs> um, but yeah, so listen, on to, on to Saturday. It's going to be mad. We're going to try and do a live stream. Trav, are you available? Have to yeah, yeah. Um, we'll do a live stream after the game. I'm sure we'll cover everything that's happened. But let's mm. get straight to predictions. What's your score prediction? I can see 3-2 City. I can see a lot of goals. I can see a 3-2 City. I think that was the score last year, but... Just both sides have got goals in them and both sides concede chances like they do. Like I can just see a high scoring game. So I'm gonna go three two to Manchester City. Three two Man City. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen, it's half twelve on a Saturday. We played five, lost four, drew one at half twelve on you a think, Saturday. You think you're gonna hold it, aren't you? <laughs> you we're, think honking, you're gonna hold? we're honking away from home. Okay, everything in my heart says we're gonna get beat 4-1. Yeah. Sorry, everything in my head says we'll get beat 4-1. But I'm gonna go out on a limb and I say we're gonna win. I've just got this funny feeling we're gonna go 2 0 up after half an hour. We'll hold out there, we'll get a goal back, we'll get a third. Did we beat them 3-1 in the charity shield? Three three two. yeah, 3-1. Three, 3-1. One. Three, one. I'm gonna go 3 1 Liverpool. Don't ask me why. It makes no don't sense. Don't worry. I won't ask you why. <laughs> I don't want to know why. I don't want to know what's going off in your head, brother. I don't want to know why, but no. Brave, a brave, brave man. But yeah, if you win 3-1, then that's massive. But And yeah. I, I don't know what it would do for the title race, but Arsenal look nailed on now. I know they've had a lot of home games in a row in the last couple of games and they keep just smashing out easy wins. Um but what a shot, what an adrenaline shot that would be for Arsenal. They've got Leeds at the weekend, so yeah, they could open up. Well. If we beat them and then they beat Leeds, they would open up an eight-point gap. 11, 11 with a game played more, so yeah. Oh, would it? Be, yeah, they're already eight. Oh, and God. City got a game in hand because they played Palace just before the international break and City played in the FA Cup quarterfinal against Burnley, didn't they? So they've played a game more already, so... Yeah, if you can beat um, City, they'll have that game on in the dressing room while they're getting ready for the Leeds game. I'm telling you, they'll be watching that. So if you, if you can take anything from that game, it's a huge incentive for Arsenal. They'll just go out and trounce Leeds, to be fair, if you get anything. They'll be yeah. on it. Dark Pit 84, hello. Hello, brother. Thanks for tuning in. Don't How forget doing, Dark the Pit? 
smash that like dark pit. Mark yourself safe from international break, just like me and Football Ferreira have so far. Um, right, let's go on to Man United. Travis, mm. what do you know? Um, apart from Scott McTominay is the greatest footballer the Premier League has seen since <laughs> Luis Suarez. <laughs> He's the new striker now. I know I've seen a load of fans on Twitter saying we should play him up front for the rest of the season over Vegas because <laughs> he banged two against Spain. Oh, I don't know what's going on. My new fans are all over the place at the moment. The takeover and bits happening and players and De Gea's future and stuff. But what I do know is Casemiro is suspended. Um, yeah. I think Ma- I think Martial and Ericsson are back in training. Um, so that's a big boost, especially the Ericsson one. He's been out for a long time before Christmas. Now, since Christmas, I think, just before Christmas. So yeah. he's had a good few months out. So to have him back in the squad is going to be amazing. And I think it's going to be one of those games. Again, it just depends. Obviously, Rashford had a knock. So it's going to be interesting to see to see if he starts the game. I would imagine he starts. Um, we had a few players away with in, from with international duty. Luke Shaw got sent off, so he didn't play a game um, in the second match against Ukraine. So he's probably fresh. He's probably had a week's training with with United. So I expect um, it's going to be more of the same. For United, I think we're going to have to go strong. This Newcastle game is a tough game. A lot riding on it. I think, in a weird way, with you playing Liverpool, and with you playing City, sorry, if we can win this Newcastle game, I think think it secures top four for us. And I know you're going to say, well, there's still 11, 10 games. But the reason I say that is because Spurs weren't able to capitalise on on, on going third. So I think it secures it for us. If I've seen, I've seen a shift in your attitude. In the last stream, I said, "Are you worried about top four? Yeah, and you went, "Nah." I'm now not. you're counting. No, I'm <laughs> now you're counting. No, 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 no. Let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. Please let me finish. No, what I'm saying is, I think if we beat Newcastle, I think it wraps top four up personally because then we'll be six points clear of them will be four clear of Spurs with a game in hand. So then there'll only be 10 games left. What I'm saying is if we then lose this game, it gives the others a, an outside chance of really putting the pressure on. So again, I'm not changing my narrative, but I do think top four wraps up if we manage to get three points. But it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. Worried. You're still worried about top four. I can tell. I'm shaking um... a little bit, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Spurs are going to have the no manager bounce. Liverpool are going to be there or thereabouts. Come on, Liverpool. I have to believe we're going to be there or thereabouts. Newcastle, you can imagine they're falling off now. Um, so I think we can all not worry about them. Although a mm-hmm. win against you, you lot on Sunday, it could reignite them. And next minute, they're back in the mix. Confidence is flying. Yeah, uh, Dark Pit that... says, have a, have a sub. Thank you, brother. Really appreciate it. mate. Uh, according to Twitter, he is... What's that? Someone uh, back. He must have been on about someone um, being back fit. from injury. Oh, Ericsson must be fit. Top not guaranteed for anyone apart from City Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. F- football forever is trying to get inside your head now. You've got him, Jose. <laughs> um, 
But listen, yeah, Casemiro is injured, but would he get in over McTominay now anyway? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, you know, Casemiro is the Brazilian McTominay, isn't he? <laughs> Apparently Listen. smashed it against Spain there. I don't know. Apparently, he well, did. he got four goals game. in two games, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So four goals in two games. And listen, you know I love a claim to fame. Yeah, I told yeah. you that he Virgil did. Van Dijk was going to be the best thing since sliced bread. He was going to win as the league. He was going to win the Ballon d'Or. He was going to win the Eurovision Song Contest. And you, admittedly, have never tried to take that away from me. But no. I've said on a stream a couple of months ago that McTominay is a player. I rate him. I rate his energy. I, you do. I rate his, his work rate. And you know how I said to you, like, Liverpool's greatest asset when we won the league was that workhorse midfield of Henderson, Wijnaldum and Fabinho. And you yeah. say, no, I, it, it doesn't, um, it's not really a, a midfield that stands out. It was your front three. It was your defence. Yeah, McTominay would fit in at Liverpool. And people might call me crazy, all right? But I spotted him months ago and you vouched for me. I said McTominay yeah, is a player and I rate for him. He would fit into a clock midfield. Mm. Definitely. Not that Man no, United no. had ever sell him to us, though, but... No. Do you know what's... Obviously, I'm not backtracking on McTominay. I do want him to go. I think he's been at the club for too long and... He's probably in a position where he feels he needs to be playing games because he probably hasn't identified in a weird way what type of midfielder he is. Because if you were to put a label on McTominay, what, what type of midfielder would you actually say he is? Because he's not, to me, we play two, not two sitters, but we play a 4-2-3-1. So whoever goes towards the ball to get the ball should be showing to get it if we want to play through the lines and get it off the back line. If you watch Man United play and we're trying to build up from the back, he genuinely hides. Like, he's not very confident at getting the ball from the players from the back. So, if you're going to hide in our system, it's not going to work because a lot of teams will give us possession and that's why he gets hammered a lot. But when he's when he's got Casemiro next to him, like, it'd be interesting to see if Casemiro and him played together how he would look in that eight role. He probably would look a lot better because... Normally he plays Lex to Fred and he's asked to be the six and it doesn't suit him. Now, whether he gets another chance to be an eight, time will tell. I don't know. I don't think Ten Hag is going to be influenced just off two games for Scotland, personally. Do you know Even I mean? though one against was against Spain. Yeah, one was. But I, don't, I didn't see how he played for the rest of the game. I know he scored a couple, but... <laughs> <laughs> he gets two against former world and European champion Spain, know, and Trav mate. wants to see more. <laughs> I, I, mate, I ain't getting, I ain't getting sucked into this, mate. I ain't getting sucked into this, mate, with the McTominay thing. Nah, um, for um, me, he's, to, for me, he's surplus, but it's nice. He'll come back with, uh, he'll come back with massive confidence now, though, won't he? Mm. Um, and I think he will out. start on Sunday. I think he will yeah, start. Ericsson's out. So yeah. it'll be back to McFred then. Or Sabitza, if he's fit. Um, oh, yeah. But like you said, yeah, it more than likely will be McFred because Sabitza picked up a little bit of a knock on international duty. I don't know if he played in the second game because they're managed by Ralph Ranick now. Um, Ranick said he picked up a little bit of a knock. So it'd be interesting to see who comes back, really. But we've got three games this week. Do you know what I mean? We play midweek as well. There's a midweek round of fixtures. We've got Brentford at home on the Wednesday, and then we play Everton at home on the Saturday lunchtime. So again, it's just going to be pure 
pedal to the metal, mate. Do you know what I mean? Just pure legs, legs, legs. That's it, mate. We're just going to have to rotate and, and see where the squad's at. The ball comes thick and fast, doesn't it? Now we've it got this it. March international break out of the way. It's just ball, ball, ball. Morning, That's noon literally. and night, seven days a week. And our wives yeah. hate us. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Uh, Jose says, just going back at the start with how good is City squad. For me, City and Bayern have the best squads in top five leagues. But who you guys think have a better squad, City or Bayern? Trav, you're the man with international ball more than me. Obviously, I know Bayern. I know all the big sides, but who do you think's got the better squad? I'm going to say just City, just because of Haaland. Like, Bayern are playing Chupa Moten up top, do you know what I mean? Ex-Stoke mm. Chupa Moten, do you know what I mean? If they had, a, if they Obviously, they've had Lewandowski for such a long time and he's been unbelievable for Bayern, um, absolutely unbelievable. Um, Players like Kimmich and stuff like that. They're, they're, they're a great side by I mean, an unbelievable team. But yeah, for me, City just shades it, shades it for me. Um, Manchester yeah. City. Yeah. It's the depth of City squad, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if if you were asked to name your City back four for Saturday, it could be a totally different four. That's how yeah. you've got players like uh, Laporte and Ruben Diaz not getting games. They could yeah. go a Kanji and Nathan Ake at the and back. Stones. John, John Stone. Stones. Um, Walker. Kai Walker. Yeah, they could go anyway. Yeah, and then you mentioned all the midfielders earlier. <clears throat> and De Bruyne has been on the bench. But half the... The last 10 games, De Bruyne's been on the bench half the game. I don't know what's going on there. Again, yeah. I, I think he's trying to hand Arteta the, the title. But um, just touching on Bayern, yeah, they're... Their squad is crazy, but Sadio Mane's been taking a bit of stick. Um, yeah, did you yes. see that report that apparently him and Nagelsmann fell out? Yeah. Which you can remember what Sadio Mane was like if Klopp took Mane off instead of Salah and left Salah on the park. Remember Mane threw his toys at the pram a few times? Yeah. One was against Burnley. So you know Sadio Mane's got that side to his personality where he can, he can get annoyed, um, he can yeah. show his frustration, but to think that him falling out with Nagelsmann is why Nagelsmann got, got the sack is Mate. just crazy. But even the journals are saying Mane's been a bit disappointing. And i got to admit, I feel a bit smug because in the summer I wrote to you about signing Nunes and I said, look, Mane's been incredible, but you cannot deny that the signs are there of the decline. Mane's gone there for 350k a week to help his, his country, his village and all that. Fair play to him, but if they thought they were getting a peak Mane that still had four or five years at the top, I think they were deluded. But obviously, I love Mane, so I'm a little bit stuck on the fence thinking I can't believe they're having a go at him. He's just come back from yeah. a three-month injury. What do they expect him to be smashing a hat-trick every game after being out for three months? Yeah, I know. Exactly. And I think, I think with Bayern, the pressure's always huge on them um, to do well in Europe because they win the league most years, you know what I mean, without even having to put in, no, not much effort, that's a bit disrespectful, but like they're expected to win the Premier League, um, to win the league, the Bundesliga and win it comfortably yeah. every year. So so they have to do well in Europe um, and obviously they, they went on their way at the moment. But yeah, I think City's squad, like you said, the depth of City's squad just edges it for me. Definitely with the striker. I think if you put Haaland with Bayern squad, it could have tipped the balance. But um, I think City are going to be strong. And I think 
They're my t like they've not ma they've not managed to win the Champions League unbelievably under Pep, and it's the one club that's eluded them, the one trophy that's eluded them, and I think they will. I think they will do it this year. To be honest, I think Man City will win the Champions League this year. I know Real Madrid are in it still. Obviously, they've got Chelsea, which is a tough tie. One of those teams is going to go out. You've got Bayern still. You, um, but I, I do think this is Man City's year to do the Champions League and I think they'll miss out on the league and I think Arsenal will win the league. Who have they got in the Champions League? They're going to win it sooner or later, let's be honest. The law of averages, yeah. Man City are going to scoop the CL soon. Are they, are they in the side of the draw with... They've got Bayern, haven't they? And then, yeah, they've got Bayern, Bayern, yeah. And then if they and beat then, Bayern, they'll play the winners of Chelsea Real Madrid. So Napoli have avoided Napoli are in teams. the final. It's just crazy. That could have and should have been Liverpool if we didn't mess up that first group game. Um... But anyway, let's not digress. Nagelsmann got sacked because of the relationship he had with the players for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He had some disciplinary issues as well with the board. Salah Hamizic, one of their ex-players, is one of the directors. And he, yeah. did, he, he came out with a, a couple of quotes the other day saying that he had some troubles with some of the directors and a few disciplinary issues behind the scenes and stuff. So, I mean, he got dismissed with immediate effect. He lost his job instantly. So yeah. something's gone on, do you know what I mean? But, Absolutely. I mean, Tottenham have been linked with him. Whoever gets him are getting a fantastic young coach. He is a brilliant coach and his teams play unbelievable football. So again, Potter has to be on his A game or else he'll be out of a job. The pot dog, as you call the him. The pot dog could become uh, a pothole. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get back to Newcastle Man United. Um, mm. What's your defence looking like? Is there any injury worries? Because I see Alexander Isak is back in the starting lineup for and Newcastle. In the goals. In the goals. Mm. So that he's going to be a, a threat on uh, Saturday. Yeah, is. is Callum Wilson fit? I think so, but I think he's been on the bench last couple of games for Isak. I watched Isak against Nottingham Forest and he was unplayable, to be fair. I know it was, people will say it's only Forest, but Forest did okay, but he was the difference, literally the difference. He took his first goal brilliantly. Um, so, yeah, I think defence-wise, I don't think we've got any fresh injuries. Obviously, Varane has retired from international football. Um, so he should be fit, but I think he had a knock in the FA Cup. He didn't play, did he? Maguire started against Fulham. So it'd be interesting. We need him back, really, for that game against Newcastle, especially if Isak's playing because of the height difference over Martinez. So I think it's very important that Varane sort of takes care of business. So there's no fresh injuries. I've not had any injury updates. The press conference is tomorrow at half one. So that's when I'll get a, a bigger picture of, what, of who's going to be available for Sunday. But it's a tough game because Newcastle's such... It's a great ground, St. James's Park. It's yeah. it's an amazing ground. A lot of history and, like I said, back to the Keegan days. United, Newcastle the are all, nuts, aren't they? They're nuts. They're nuts. They're, yeah, they're mad. And it's always been good games at St. James's Park. It's a game that the neutral can enjoy. They're very open game. Neither, te neither team will sit back. They never do. Newcastle never sit back. United won't sit back in the game. Obviously, we'll have a game plan, but... I expect us to sort of go for it, to be fair. I think we will go for it. Not all guns blazing, but we'll certainly go there and try to win the game. I don't think we'll we'll be looking to just get a point and get off. I think we'll we'll attack them when we get the opportunities. And it and it should be a good open game. That's what I'm hoping for. The thing is, Man United have not got a great away record like Liverpool this season, have they? No. Not against the teams in the in, in, in the higher echelons, the top teams. Mm. 
we've lost all the big games away from home this year. City, Liverpool, Arsenal, we've lost all of those games. Spurs were yet to play, Newcastle were yet to play, um, but we drew nil-nil at Old Trafford. We've lost to Brighton, we've lost to Brentford away. Do you know what I mean? That's the top eight there. Do you know what I mean? Like we've lost all of them games. We just nicked it against Fulham away from home as well in the last minute. Garnacho scored. So yeah, you're right. Our record's not good away from home at all against the bigger teams. Um, so that is a little bit of a worry going into the game. We need to put that right. Um, but I think, like you said, if if there's a time to sort of play in Newcastle, I know they've won the last couple, but I think beating them in the Carabao Cup final as well, we'll go in there a little bit uh, full of confidence, really, We're just off the back of reaching the FA Cup semi-final. So both teams will be confident going into the game. And I, I think it will be an open game. Nice one. Let's head straight for predictions then. I'd always put the predictions in the description of the video uh, if anyone watches it back. So hit me. I'm going to go 2 1 Man U. 2 1. Score tight, really tight. I think if Rashford plays, he scores. Um, I can see like Anthony or something like that, just somebody who you just don't expect. I think Anthony and Rashford 2 1 Man U. I think we'll take the lead. Probably go 2 0 up and they'll get one back and make it like a nervy last 15. That's when I'll turn the TV off and just hope we've won. So, yeah, I think 2 <laughs> 1 United. I'm going to go 2 1. Uh, I'm going to go one each. Mm. I think Man United are going to come a cropper and Travis is going to start worrying about top four a little bit more than he's letting on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not, mate. I hope not. I really do. Ah. Jose two says 2-1 on Newcastle, <laughs> vamos. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> right, listen, everyone, don't forget to smash that like. Really appreciate you tuning in. Travis, appreciate your time on this Thursday night. It's been a pleasure. Night. It's been a pleasure. Been buzzing for this pretty much since the international break started when yeah. we could get back to podium and get back to what we all love doing best, which is Premier League football. Mm. Um, so, yeah, don't forget to tune in, guys. Like and subscribe the channel. If you're new to the channel, put the notifications on. We're going to be live at half past two on Saturday after Man City, Liverpool and half past seven on Sunday. We're going to watch the Sooners and Neville and all that do the post-match analysis, aren't we? And then we'll go live at half seven. Um, so tune in then, guys. I'm sure Josie will be doing his stream as well. Don't forget to subscribe to Football Ferreira as well. He's the absolute YouTube goat. He's over 2,000 subscribers now. So tune into his as well. And uh, yeah, hope everyone has a great weekend. And we will see you in the next one. Cheers, Travis. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, you beauty! What a headshot!